Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert, and once again, I'm here with Dr. Millicent Ravello. Dr. Millicent, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, uh, I'm feeling like I could use a little hyperbaric oxygen, though. Oh, yeah? Tell yeah. me, what is hyperbaric oxygen? Well, it's, if you ask the people that have the machines and the chambers themselves, it is the cure for what ails you. <laughs> it, it might be. It just might be. Hyperbaric oxygen is a, it's interesting where it all came from, but basically it's a dive chamber that originally was designed to treat uh, divers who came up too fast from deep waters and would get what's called the bends, bends. where the nitrogen would come out of their, out of their joints and could actually kill them. Right. Right. And so <clears throat> they would put these uh, people into uh, these dive chambers and compress them, you know, give them some pressure and give them uh, some oxygen. And right. it was, so it was a hundred percent oxygen basically, which would allow the nitrogen to diffuse out of the blood vessels and out of the body quicker. Right. So don't light a match, but the, <laughs> uh, but now hyperbaric oxygen is used for uh, many things. Uh, it's used for uh, treatment of radiation problem, you know, in cancer, uh, cancer therapy, radiation is often given and can damage tissue very badly. And hyperbaric oxygen is indicated for the treatment of radiation necrosis. Right. So the idea is that if you're breathing room air, room air contains 21% oxygen. If you go into a hyperbaric chamber, you now are breathing in 100% oxygen. So for any amount of blood flow through your body, it's bringing more oxygen to the tissues. And so the oxygen, increased oxygen is what helps heal wounds, heal radiation damage, et cetera. And it's also under pressure. It's, uh, under pressure. you know, one and a half atmospheres right. of pressure typically. Right. Uh, so since it's used to treat wounds, it's also used for diabetic <laughs> foot ulcers. It's indicated, it's also indicated in major limb uh, replants. If somebody, you know, loses an arm in a, in an accident, you can reattach it and then give hyperbaric oxygen and it helps the survivability for the, uh, for the limb. The limb. But that's not what we use it for. No. And I, here's my one caveat that I will say, because my initial experience with hyperbaric therapy was as a general surgery resident when I was on the vascular surgery services in rotation. We did a lot of vascular surgery. And I thought hyperbarics was garbage because I never saw it working. But here's the problem. We were using it to treat diabetic ulcers, patients that have problems with blood flow to begin with. That's why we were doing vascular surgery on them. Right. So you can't have this work if you don't have blood supply to the area you're treating because it's the blood vessels and the blood supply that's bringing the extra oxygen. So if you don't have working blood vessels to your foot, then no, hyperbaric oxygen is not going to work for you. So after I got over my initial skepticism and moved on to plastic surgery and saw how it was used there, I got way on board because now I'm working with patients that actually have good blood supply. Um, and I saw it do really, really incredible things. Yeah. I mean, I've used it for uh, revision rhinoplasty since probably uh, 2001 or two when I started uh, in practice. And I find that it takes a lot of time off the healing time for revision rhinoplasty. It really uh, can cut months off the initial swelling and uh, make the tissue look better. And I've, I've recommended it to a lot of people 
and especially if they can, if you can stand being in a small chamber like that, because I, I don't know that I could do it because I'm, I'm very, yeah. I'm very claustrophobic and you have to kind of chill out to, to be locked in that chamber. And it's for usually about an hour at a time uh, daily, you know, for the first couple of weeks or forever long you're treating something. Yeah. And it, uh, it definitely reduces, uh, it reduces the swelling. It can uh, help the healing go faster. Um, and pretty much you can use it for any plastic surgery operation. Now there's no data to show, Oh, it will do this or do that. So it's basically an anecdotal uh, recommendation where we're using our knowledge of uh, wound healing and what hyperbaric oxygen does in, in situations for treatment of, of disease to apply it to what it can do for you in uh, a elective cosmetic surgery uh, situation, such as a facelift, rhinoplasty, or even uh, breast re- breast reconstruction or uh, breast uh, reduction or lift, where you want to see better healing. Right. So typically, these are operations where blood flow, blood supply, vascularization of the tissues is of paramount importance. So facelifts, you're lifting big flaps of skin and moving them around. You really want them to heal with the blood supply that's remaining. Breast surgery, you've taken away large amounts of blood supply to the nipple and to the surrounding skin for whatever surgery you've done, whether it's a reduction or a lift or a reconstruction. And so the blood supply that is remaining needs a little bit of boost to supply the nipple and the skin and allow it to survive and heal. So there's a couple of different ways that we can use the hyperbaric therapy. Um, I would say starting off first with the insurance indicated reasons. Insurance will cover hyperbarics in certain situations. Um, Where I've seen it most commonly covered routinely is in breast reconstruction patients. So patients that have had a mastectomy and the skin flaps or the nipples are struggling to survive, they are almost 100% universally covered for hyperbaric therapy because it's an, in, it's an actual indication for it. Right. Um, and then, of course, for chronic wounds and things like that. Uh, but in the more elective cosmetic plastic surgery world, this is not going to be covered by insurance. So this is going to be an extra out-of-pocket fee that is typically done, like we said, for facelifts or if you've had a reduction, breast surgery, breast lift, and you've come back on day one or day two, and we've noticed that the nipple or something is struggling to survive, then we'll go ahead and send you to hyperbarics. Yeah, I mean, that, that, uh, you know, the cost ranges anywhere from 200 to $350 a dive. So it is a cash kind of deal. Uh, But I think it's worth it. I've seen it in a lot of patients where, you know, you have they go for five dives. I mean, I've had patients do 10 and 20 treatments sometimes. I, I don't know that you need to do that many, but it seems like if you do, you know, three or four or five, you know, treatments with the hyperbaric, especially after a revision rhinoplasty, changes the game. I mean, they look different. It's very noticeable. I agree. I think when I have my facelift, I'm going to plan on having a few days of hyperbarics right away. I'm, just, I'm going to tack it onto the cost and just do it because <laughs> I, I hate seeing it. I've seen how much better they do and how much better they look. And you're not as worried about your flaps and you're going to have necrosis or skin dying. You know, it's just sort of a no brainer. Yeah, it is. But some people, you know, the cost is real and they just, you know, they've already kind of scratched to get to the, the, the money yes. that they need to do the elective, whatever it is. 
and they're just not up to add an extra thousand or fifteen hundred dollars worth mm-hmm. of hyperbarics to the to the price. And it, it's it's understandable, especially when there's no way for us to say, yeah, it, it's you got to do it. You know, we know that you should take antibiotics with with these operations. That we have data on that, but this is one where you know we're sort of we don't really have the data to say it's definitely something you should do. We can say what we've seen. Yeah. And uh, the anecdotal evidence to me is, is overwhelming. Uh, but, you know, how could you really study this, you know, in a cosmetic kind of elective manner would be, would be a challenge. It'd be hard because you'd have to have patients that go and some that don't and control for all of it. And it'd be very hard to actually study. Yeah. yeah because, the- yeah, getting the age match controls would be very tough. It'd be hard. So yeah, all we can do is, you know, what we've seen. And I know that I've seen it. Um, I've, definitely used it a fair amount in my mastectomy patients and it's game changing. You know, someone comes in with some skin that's really struggling. I get them to hyperbarics and within a day, I can literally see like new blood, you know, blood supply, new little pink areas and areas that were white, you know, before. So it really, it, it's, I think it's great. You know, ideally I wouldn't have to get to that stage. Um, <laughs> but when it happens, it's nice to have this modality to sort of save the reconstruction. Yep. I, uh, I agree hundred percent. There's no, uh, you know, there's nothing better than seeing stuff that looks like iffy come back to life and oh. really, really blossom for you. It's like, yes, that is the best feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cause it's, it's scary. You know, we, we, we're so plastic surgery, the way I see it, it's, it's really a, it's a battle of beauty versus blood supply. Always. You know, so you're, you're going to have to figure out, you know, how much of this can I move? How much of this? And, and it's really, you have to keep it alive. And that, that's, that's what is not easy about plastic surgery. And mm-hmm. vascular compromise, especially when people have had multiple, I, I do these, you know, nasal operations on people who've had so many nasal surgeries. It's, uh, it's really scary to just pick the skin up again. You know, it's, it's like, ooh, you know, maybe... <laughs> We should be careful with that, you know, and, and I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wish I could tell everybody, yeah, you have to go to hyperbaric, but I, I can't do that. It's just, it, it's not, it's not the, it, we don't have that data to, to rubber stamp it like that. No, but, but if you can, I suggest it. I, if, when I have plastic surgery, <laughs> I'm going to hyperbaric that I know because I've seen the good of it. So, you know, so if that means it. anything, if that means anything to anybody, that's up to you, you know, and I have no financial interest in any hyperbaric center anywhere. Uh, but I, you know, it's, it was one of the things that we were like, should we put a hyperbaric chamber in our office? You know, because we, we all know that it does really help, but you really have to do a lot to do the hyperbaric medicine. It's, it's sort of a, a separate and distinct, uh, right practice medicine. It's just not, it's not cost effective for us to be doing it. So we just, you know, refer out to good hyperbaric centers. Yeah. And they are, the centers are, I mean, these are legit centers. They are run by pulmonologists, by internal medicine doctors um, who are specialized in this. So, you know, it's, it's a very real medicine. It's not, yeah. a, it's not they, a quack science by any means. No, you have to, you have to train to be a hyperbaric mm-hmm. doctor. So they, that's why, and especially because they are busy doing things that, you know, obviously we, we don't see very frequently like radiate. Well, you may see more radiation necrosis in your practice where your breast cancer patient's been, you know, over, over uh, radiated and they need to do this. But um, in my practice, it's all about, you know, aesthetic surgery and, you know, these patients are going to be paying cash to, to go do it. So they got to just decide whether or not it's, it's worth it to them. And 
if they have time to, to wait for the swelling to go down, great. And if they want to speed it up, hyperbaric oxygen is the cure for what ails you. I agree. Well, cool. I think we kind of hit it on that. Oh, complications of hyperbaric oxygen. So there's uh, the only things that it can cause seizures, one in 30,000 patients. Um, that's about it. And I think people sometimes have problems with their ears popping. Ears. Yeah, yeah it bothers them. That the, the next day they have some equalization pressure issues in the ears for sure. You yeah, do have to get a chest x-ray beforehand, make sure you don't have any blubs or anything that could pop or cause problems when you're diving. But generally it's pretty well tolerated. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I had one patient complain about her ears. Um, I, I've never seen a patient have a, have a seizure. No. So, all right. Well, Dr. Avello, appreciate the conversation on hyperbaric oxygen. This is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is MediSpa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Rock Spa Newport Beach is located at 1617 West Cliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-640-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. Rockspa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty. And if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform, it's the way to maintain those operations. If you mention this podcast, you will get the member's pricing for your hydrofacial. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery. But there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery. Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com, and you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800, and that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups.